Welcome to the Limitless Wrestling Podcast, the official podcast for your favorite indie promotion of all time, that being Main Zone Limitless Wrestling. And this week, of course, it's Less Wrestle. My name's Josh Nason. On this week's show, it's nearly all about Let's Wrestle because we're previewing this Saturday's revamped Saturday, February 4th. We also talk a little bit about March 25th's Reasonable Doubt. That's Limitless's return to action in Yarmouth, Maine. A lot of things going on there. Tickets, all that good stuff. Before we begin, of course, let me introduce the man who's always ready to brave the cold. It's Randy Carver. Randy, how you doing? Warm stuff out I'm or what? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. It, it, it is cold. It's going to get colder, but uh, I'm really excited. It's Let's Wrestle Week, and uh, it's been a hot minute since we have had a Let's Wrestle show, so I'm, I'm very excited for it. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's been uh, how what would you consider the Eric the Eric Johnson tribute show a Let's Wrestle show? Or are you thinking like is are you considering this like a, a more proper Let's Wrestle show? No, I I would say that the uh, the fundraiser we did in November was probably the the last iteration of a Let's Wrestle show that we've had. But you know, it, uh, we had a pretty strong start to last year. I think we had events February through June, and then. Uh, went on a brief hiatus from, I guess, midsummer to that fundraiser event in November. And then everything felt good with that fundraiser event. We had another opportunity to do something with uh, the Maine Skateboard Association, which we'll talk about at length today. But yeah, I mean, it was, it was right circumstance to bring it back. And I'm, I'm really stoked about it and have Gangrel in the house, too. I mean, it's going to be a fun time. That's right. Do bats like the cold? I have no idea. I, I can't imagine how Gangrel feels flying from beautiful Fort Lauderdale to a record-setting cold day, but uh, you know we're here for it. Yeah, uh, same. <laughs> I would agree. I would agree. Uh, all right, so let's talk about it. So coming up in, uh, this Saturday is Let's Wrestle revamped at the indoor yard sale, 80 Redmond Road in Brewer, Maine. Of course, this was the, uh, the house that – uh, the the venue that housed the Eric Johnson Memorials. I keep saying Memorial Show, Tribute Show. Well, he's uh, dead, Josh. Show. I'm trying to kill him, man. I know. I always say Memorial Show. Yeah, he's. Uh, well, I mean, it's kind of fitting. He's trying to kill so many people in the ring uh, over the years and all these victories and so on and so forth. But this Saturday, seven thirty p.m. Again, the uh, indoor yard sale doors open at seven, just like a limitless event. Tickets are still available on limitlesswrestling.com. You look in the upper right hand corner for. Let's wrestle. Very easy to find there. And again, we talked about this before. It's a, it's a fundraiser for the Maine Skateboard Association and raising funds for that. There's going to be a raffle there. It's going to include a signed skate deck donated by the MSA. There's a signed AEW MJF figure, which uh, Randy talked about last week. But yeah, I, I know we talked about this, like, I think it was in January when this was first announced. But do you want to kind of like just go over real quick for those that may have forgot or may have not heard? how this fundraiser for this group came to be and how you how you came in contact with them? Yeah, I've been tight with uh, one of their organizers, Andrew, for, uh, I would say, geez, since the start of, like, Limitless Wrestling, um, through the music scene and uh, different avenues, but always been a supporter of Limitless Wrestling. And uh, when he had this project, and uh, I kind of learned about it and what they do, and they help kind of revitalize and, uh, no pun intended, but they revamp skate parks around the state of Maine, give more opportunities and host events for local skaters to maybe get them on the map or uh, just get the community more involved in skating. So uh, we wanted to help out where we could. So uh, there's going to be a huge raffle, like you said, a couple different prizes. There's going to be a signed poster as well from everybody on the show. So there's actually going to be three different prize packs with different things that people are donating and uh i think it's going to be a lot of fun and uh, they're going to have a table there as well so if anybody wants any more information on uh many uh, like any of their upcoming events or 
how you can help out in the future, uh, they'll have some information there for you as well. Good stuff. Again, coming up uh, this Saturday. And have you ever skateboarded yourself? Me? No. I've been an avid viewer, but I'm not an avid skater by any means. I don't think this body was meant for skating. <laughs> it's made for love, right? It's true. It's true. All right, so let's uh, go over the card here again. Headlined by the returning Gangrel, and he is essentially uh, answering the challenge of Channing Thomas, the World Classic Challenge in the main event. Sydney Bacabella in the house as well, and Gangrel, obviously no, uh, you know, no stranger to Limitless fans, and he was last in the state back in what April two thousand twenty-two. That was for uh, for Limitless Wrestling, of course. As be as uh, essentially his third appearance in the uh, I guess the Carver universe, I guess you say, right? Yes, it's always awesome to have Gangrel back, and uh, I think it's a unique pairing here with Channing Thomas, especially coming off the Ricky Morton uh, and the Ricky and Carrie tag uh, last month, or, or I guess earlier this, yeah, what are we in now? February, February, yeah, my god, dude, what's going on? Uh, yeah, last month, and uh, been an interesting turn on this world classic challenge. Gangrel's one on one, limitless. He's going to try to make his debut here, a winning one, of course. But, you know, it's, <laughs> so you mentioned the whole um, kerfluffle at the hard to handle. And Channing Thomas still technically, Randy, unbeaten when it comes to World Classic Challenge because Eric Greenleaf threw that one out. So he's yeah. still undefeated in this, which I'm sure the uh, two, uh, two-time, the former WWF Hall of Famer, uh, Sidney Bacabella, would remind you of. And if I saw this right now, I, I'm sure you, you've dealt with him before. He's got a bit of a big head and a bald head, which I can appreciate. But I saw that he won some hardware over the weekend. Is this accurate? Unofficially official. There, there is photographic evidence, but uh, I'm not sure if he's going to go down in the record books as the independent wrestling champion. You know, he, he's seemingly uh, making the rounds and making the towns lately with the singlet on. So Sidney Bacabella <laughs> coming to a ring near you. Oh, boy. I mean, Ace Romero, watch out, right? Yeah, you never know. <laughs> and Ace Romero will be on the show. We'll talk about him in a minute. So again, Gangrel versus Channing Thomas main event. Fans always love to see Gangrel bring uh, bring your cash, get some pictures and autographs and all that stuff with him as well. Uh, and this one is a a student versus teacher match, and this has a, a unique twist to it. Alexander Lee, uh, the returning Alexander Lee, taking on Jake Hess. Of course, uh, Limitless fans saw uh, the former Main State Posse member in the Let's Wrestle uh, number one contender battle royal at the Hard to Handle last month. And taking on Jack Jake Hess, and, and this is a, a kind of a feel-good story for him. He's going overseas. He's enlisted in the in the army, if I remember right. Um, you can correct me if not, but he's uh, he's headed back overseas and wanted to have a. He had his pick of opponents for this match and and picked his uh, his teacher. And Jake Hess, obviously in that battle royal last week as well. Yeah, feel-good story before he heads off uh, for a year or so, I believe. Yeah, this will be pretty cool. He's going to be gone for a year and. Uh... You know, I, I don't even know how you prep for something like that, but he's been uh, putting all his focus lately into this match, you know, getting himself prepared. He's been in the dojo more than ever. And uh, as is Alexander Lee, though, who's, uh, you know, taken a legitimate approach to this return. It's not just, uh, and I think the matchup with uh, Jason Maverick at the Eric Johnson, I will not say memorial show, the fundraiser <laughs> event that we had in November. Um, I think that was really to kind of test the waters, you know what I mean? To kind of feel out how this was going to be again. And if it was something that he really wanted to put time into, because uh, as you know, like wrestlers of the craft, you have to put a lot of time in to be where you want to be or at a certain level. And uh, he's someone who's cognizant of that. And 
he has been putting a lot of time in just as Jake has, has as well. So uh, I'm excited to see what these two bring to the table. It has been at this point, a year and a half since these two, just about a year and a half since these two have collided in the ring together one-on-one. So uh, very much looking forward to it as bittersweet as it is. It's going to be a lot of fun to watch. And did I see, was there a local story on Jake Hess by WABI or some one of those news stations up there? Yeah, Jake Hess and uh, Dave Dyer were actually on the news uh, earlier this morning as we taped this on Wednesday. And there's actually going to be a couple replays on Channel 5 throughout the week. So if you're in the, I think it spans from Augusta to up to like Milwaukee. So uh, check them out on the uh, 6 o'clock news for WABI TV 5. And I think we'll be posting the footage actually on the Let's Wrestle socials. Better, uh, better to for Dave Dyer to be in the news for that than other things, being uh, as nefarious as he is in the ring. <laughs> yeah, you never know what he's going to be in the news for. <laughs> yeah, dog food. Anyway, let's go to uh, we talk about Ace Romero, the Limitless Wrestling World Champion in the house in non-title action. However, he doesn't have the night off, Randy, because he's taking on he's taking on the man that I'd say in the in the Limitless Wrestling universe, the car reverse, one of the more buzzworthy guys, Connor Murphy, and people may chuckle at that because he hasn't got the the wins uh that uh, that you may think but he's made an impression in his return he came back at the uh obviously the worcester show in short notice and, and made an impression in trios match that also included um ace romero but you know he made his a shot a shot at uh at limitless wrestling the hard to handle coming out grabbing the mic shoving rich paladino and really just he's 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 not playing that's it you know and he's coming in here and he wants to make a statement i assume against ace romero non-title match but he's going to look to take it ace romero and no matter what he's going to be heard from yeah he's going to catch a body on this night like he's never caught before i would imagine with ace romero but uh these two are no strangers i mean they've shared a lot of locker rooms over the years both guys coming out of the state of maine and uh connor murphy's made different pushes at numerous times but uh, a really ambitious and uh, successful comeback, even if the wins aren't there yet. But this could be huge. This could be something that puts you on the map. And I think the familiarity, not only like in person, but in the ring as well, uh, you don't know who that's going to benefit in a scenario like this. These two have collided multiple times in trios and tags. And uh, now it's finally time to see it one-on-one. This will be a treat for longtime main wrestling fans because I do think that this is a uh, you know, one of those main matches that it's like, I didn't know I needed to see this till I saw it on paper. That's at least how I felt about it. Yeah, and Ace, of course, getting ready for his uh, triple threat title defense on March 25th. We'll talk more about that in a minute. And we, speaking of champions, Randy, one of your favorites, maybe one of your favorites of all time, Mac Daniels, the Let's Wrestle champion. He's going to be celebrating on the eve of his 365th day as champion. And again, he'll be in the house. We know his his issues with uh, with appearing at this venue in the past. But when it comes time to celebrate him, you know he's going to be probably the first one in the door. And and uh, I'm interested to see what uh, what the champion has in mind for the celebration. I am too, because the last time that there was a celebration of this nature, Johnny Torres made a title match on the spot for Ichabon, and uh, that was a lot of fun to watch. So. I'm interested in the celebration tactics. Johnny Torres will be in the house again this weekend. So mm. uh, I do hope that Mac brought his working boots. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's uh, an unprecedented reign. Uh, you know, I think people maybe wanted to see a few more title defenses in there, me included. But, hey, you know, uh, yeah, I guess the vacations are prepaid and they're plentiful. So 
Uh, he will be back in the building in action this weekend. I'm not sure to what capacity, but the celebration will be on uh, as he started to tout on social media. Trios action. This announced uh, earlier this week, Jason Maverick, Diego Alvarez, and the aforementioned Dave Dyer against the returning donkey boy bandit, Ellis Bartono and Sebastian Finn, a trios match featuring some of the, yeah, the, uh, I guess the, the up and comers in, in let's wrestle and, uh, and, uh, Limos Dojo action. Is that the best way to put that? Yeah, quite a concoction we've got here with these two teams. But uh, I think this will be a lot of fun. Uh, excited for this one and excited for these guys to get an opportunity on a main show. Because um, if you've been watching the Mojo with the Dojo series Saturdays at 11 a.m. that we have on YouTube and IWTV, you probably recognize a few of these names. Of course, Donkey Boy Bandit uh, has actually been out of action since... I believe mid-November, um, had a calf injury, and it, it took him out of the ring until earlier this year, but he's been rehabbing back in the ring, ready to go. So uh, it'll be cool to see where he's at as well and uh, his first taste of uh, live action in front of a crowd in three-plus months. So uh, we'll see who comes out on top to make a step forward and let's wrestle. And two ladies getting into it here. We have the returning Shannon Levangie. Of course, she's uh, made some spots and. Limitless wrestling as well. I believe the last one was against Ava and a little bit of a surprise match there against L Valentine, who I'm really not that familiar with, but tell us about this one. Yeah. Very similar to the trios match. I think an opportunity for a couple wrestlers uh, to punch their ticket back to let's wrestle and kind of make their mark. And L Valentine, honestly, I knew totally nothing about until Eric Johnson Memorial show, as you would say, <laughs> uh, no, uh, RIP bro. <laughs> Uh, honestly, I, I thought she was really cool. And I, I, I realized like after meeting her that I had watched a few matches in the past, I think a Jesse Nolan match she had, and, um, she's super new, but like, uh, I don't know. I, I definitely think there's something there with her and Shannon Levangie just keeps getting better, uh, coming out of the new England pro wrestling Academy. We have seen her a few times, not only in let's wrestle, but in mm -hmm. limitless wrestling, but it's been a few months now. I think it's been over a half year since we've seen Shannon in action. So excited to see how she's grown since then. Mm. And this one I'm looking forward to. Uh, Aiden Agro, of course, uh, Mr. Right Now, won uh, one half of the MSP taking on Joseph Agame Alexander. So I did a, a quick little preview story of this for the website here earlier this week. And this is, yeah, Agro, he does not have a lot of singles matches. His first one since, uh, since last year. I believe the last one, I think, was April in Wisconsin for any promotion out there. And he also, I think in, in March was his last one in Maine. So a rare singles match and the A-game, he's going to bring his A-game. He's, he's an up-and-coming star out of uh, Manhattan in New York area. He, holds, he, he has held or does hold two titles. And he seems to be a guy that's starting to get that a little bit of buzz. So very interesting. He's going to come here. I believe it's his main debut. I know it's his less Russell debut. But someone that's going to, you know, look to to show up and show out, as they say, and make an impression on the fans and you and and uh, at Aiden Agro's expense. Yeah, just won a championship for Battle Club Pro out of New York, and uh, an impressive resume for being so new into professional wrestling for a game. And yeah, two um, years. Yeah, I'm stoked to see him in a capacity like this. Uh, on the flip side. It's always fun, I think, to see uh, someone like Aiden Agro pop into singles competition here or there because it's just it's kind of uncharted territory for these guys. Like you're like you're saying, it's been what how many months? Nearly a year since uh, he's had uh, any kind of singles match opportunity. So more, more Aiden than Agro, that, yeah. 
testing himself here uh, with an up-and-comer A-game, Joseph Alexander, who's dabbled in tag team action as well. But I think he's really going to be a standout singles competitor this year. Uh, watched a few matches of his recently from Pro Wrestling Grind, where he's really starting to pick up some traction for himself. I think this one's going to be good. Yeah, so according to uh, Cage Match, uh, Agro's first singles match since July 2021 for IHPW out in Wisconsin. Uh, that was uh, MSP and the, um, uh, I almost said the Death Kill Army. What were the guys that came in uh, for Limitless? Oh, the Death Threat Army. Death Threat Army. Yeah, that was that's, uh, that's one of their home promotions. And his first in Maine since March 2021, so a rare outing. And that, oh. and that Do you remember who he defeated in March 2021? A Limitless Dylan Nix, very good. A Limitless Dojo Student Showcase event, very good. Yeah, so it should be a good one. Looking forward to seeing what uh, what Alexander brings to the table because we always know what uh, Aiden Agro does, Mister Right Now. And next one up, of course, Mike McCarthy. And uh, you know, sometimes Randy, I think maybe because Let's Wrestle went so long without having shows, people kind of sleep on the fact he was a, a pretty long reigning Let's Wrestle champion, and he was a pretty dominant one. And he's returning here for action, kind of getting back in, in the mix. And we've seen him always on, uh, make his Limitless Wrestling debut. And he's taking on another young guy, Levi Spade. And this is a Mass Hole Open Challenge. So tell us about this one. Yeah, the Mass Hole Open Challenge was an institution on Let's Wrestle events very early on. And something that he continued being the champion and something that he's continuing now in 2023 where um, he is, you know, a, a seasoned OG of Let's Wrestle, so to speak. He's kind of one of the building blocks that, Let's Wrestle was built on. And so he brought this challenge back. Uh, there was a caveat to it. He wanted to wrestle someone he's never wrestled before uh, in Let's Wrestle for this match. And it was accepted by one of the dojo students, Levi Spade, who uh, viewers of Mojo at the dojo have gotten to know and probably dislike. But uh, you can't take anything away from him. Very talented athlete just at the age of 19. So uh, he's got a tall task ahead of him, former Let's Wrestle champion, I think looking to take anybody to the limit here. So uh, I hope he knows what he's getting into here with the Seawolves backing him in his corner. Mm. And finally, of course, uh, the late great, not just kidding, the very alive Eric Johnson <laughs> is going to be in the house returning to the indoor yard sale, and he's going to address his future in wrestling. And, of course, uh, he is coming off the, the torn quad that kept him out of action. Of course, uh, you know, the big fundraiser and, helping him out and seems to be uh, getting around hopefully. And but he's going to address his future in wrestling, which I know a lot of people in the 207 are very, very interested in. Yeah. I've uh, Eric and I have had a lot of candid conversations recently, just about kind of where he's going and uh, how he's feeling and what the plan really is going to be for him moving forward. And I don't want to, you know, speak out of school. He's going to get his time, and it'll be good to it'll be good to hear from Eric this weekend, and uh, just kind of give some clarity on what's next for him and what the road is like looking forward. Sounds good. So again, your card: Gangrel versus Chang Thomas, Alexander Lee versus Jay Cass. Non-title action: Ace Romero taking on Connor Murphy. Mac Daniels, three hundred sixty-five day Eve celebration as a Let's Wrestle champion. Jason Maverick, Diego Alvarez, and Dave Dyer. Versus the Donkey Boy Bandit, El Espartano and Sebastian Finn, El Valentine versus Shane Lavangi, A Nagro versus Joseph Alexander, Mike McCarthy versus Levi Spade, and Eric Johnson addressing his future in pro wrestling. That all happening this Saturday, February 4th, indoor yard sale. Brewer, Maine. Tickets available at limitlesswrestling.com slash let's wrestle. And also at the door, I would assume, as well. So pretty good capacity in there, right? Yeah, 100%. We'll have some tickets at the door. 
And of course, it's all going towards a great cause, that being the Maine Skateboard Association. Bring your uh, bring your cash. I assume is the raffle. Uh, is it cash, or they do cards, or anything like that, or or yeah, the raffle because uh, raffle goes directly to the MSA, so the raffle will be all cash. But got it. Um, for tickets, at least uh, there will be an option to pay uh, with your card via the square. So um, everything for the raffle though will be in cash. I do want to also mention there will be concessions available uh, thanks to the indoor yard sale. They've got burgers, hot dogs, drinks, candy available. So uh, if you're looking for food during the event, they've got you covered. Good. No egg salad sandwiches, I'm assuming. No, uh, and no cumbies nearby either. What? What? Yeah, I don't I've... know. I'm I like. Here's the thing. Uh, I'm not like as gung ho as I used to be on cumbies anymore, just because I can't even access them after shows because they're closed. That one in in Yarmouth is still closed. They close at like 9 p.m. now. Oh, jeez. So, like, when are you even gonna get there? Oh man. It's, uh, it's hard. It's hard being a promoter, huh? But anyway, yeah, so uh, coming up uh, this Saturday should be a great show. And show will not stream live on IWTV, but will be coming to IWTV uh, within a couple couple weeks, week or so after, you said? That's correct. We look ahead, though, to March 25th. Reasonable Doubt, Let's uh, Limitless Wrestling, returning to Yarmouth, Maine. That show will stream live on IWTV. Of course, you got to be there live at the Amvets Hall. Tickets went on sale this past week. They sold out, uh, front row sold out within an hour. I remember seeing that, so that was great. And plenty of tickets, obviously. GA still available. And not a lot uh, announced for the card yet. However, we do know we have the Limitless Wrestling World Champion, Ace Romero, defending against Beef and Rip Bison in an anything-goes triple threat match for the title. We know we have Let's Wrestle Champion, Mac Daniels, defending against BRG, a.k.a. Of course, Humorous. If you guys remember the Battle Royal that happened at Hard to Handle, Last month, we have the promotional debut of Two Cold Scorpio and his return to Maine, I believe, for the first time since 1997, when he's wrestling as Flash Funk for the WWE. And then Becca is also going to be on the show. I saw her uh, her image on the uh, on the uh, poster that you sent me, or the uh, graphic you sent me, rather. So we have a few uh, matches, a few names announced for the card. Anyone else you want to reveal as we're talking? Yeah, let's throw one out there. One half of the workhorseman, Anthony Henry, is going to be Whoa. making his return to Limitless Wrestling on this event as well. And I should also mention above the rest, of course, their first uh, their first match back in Yarmouth since defeating the workhorseman. So they're back as well. Should be good. Anything else you want to reveal? Can I get any, pull anything else out of you? Other than it's no, going to be a great show. Anthony Henry, that's enough. <laughs> it's going to be enough for his opponent as well. So yeah, coming up, uh, Reasonable Doubt, March 25th. Again, tickets, get them now. And uh, tickets have been obviously flying off the shelves for the past uh, few events. And you definitely want to be there. Don't get shut out Friday or sorry, Saturday, March 25th at the Yarmouth and Vets Hall. And let's uh, for we so we are going to play the segment that we did of the 2022 uh, Limitless Awards and get a little bit more information as far as how the voting went. I thought it was kind of really fascinating. So we'll play that in just a minute. However, Randy, we should tell the people uh, you and I had a little social outing. At a pro wrestling show slash hockey game last weekend sunday in portland maine that was fun yeah what a time uh maine mariners put together this event with uh dirty dango and just a good great time uh a lot of old faces that either hadn't been seen for quite some time or some i actually had never met before from the old ewa days so uh that was really cool and uh to see you know people on the show from limitless like ace romero msp and uh, Ace was on the ice actually at one point talking to the people during the hockey game. Uh, Maine Mariners kicked some ass too, five to two score. Uh, it was a really fun time. 
It was. Yeah. You can catch uh, I did a recap of it for the website. So yeah, I was, I was there. It was good. I had uh, helped put together the very first wrestling night when I used to work for the Portland pirates back in 2000, 2001. Uh, we brought in sky too hottie and there was no wrestling show at all. It was literally just him doing like an intermission thing. And like, I think he dropped the puck and that was about it. And I actually interviewed him um, for a website. I can't remember what website I was writing for at the time. So uh, yeah, it was cool. I was just hanging back on the, in the Zamboni tunnel with you, and and got to uh, got to meet some people for the first time. Uh, both of MSP, uh, Ace Romero, got to meet him. Got to finally uh, some of these people you just see at shows, but you don't really talk to because they're so busy. Uh, Rich uh, Rich Paladino, got to say hi to him, and yeah, some of the EWA people that I when I was ringing out to there back in the day, it was good to kind of uh, see. And and I was like Dr. Heresy, uh, Antonio Thomas, um, Promise Thomas, and uh, Thomas Santel as he's working now. Uh, I, I did not realize that, uh, Steve Ramsey was going to be there. I didn't get a chance to, to say hi to him, but, uh, seeing him there, Scott King, AKA, uh, Alexander Worthington, uh, the third. And yeah, this was, uh, it, it was just, it was fascinating because uh, of course, cousin Larry and shout out to the ring crew, Randy, that he, oh, he put man. out there setting up that ring. I was, I wouldn't say I was skeptical. I was just really curious about how the logistics were going to go, but they had that thing set up in under half an hour. And there was a lot of people that stuck around. I think the attendance, I'd have to check. It must have been probably around 3,000 or so, maybe a little bit over for the game itself. And a lot of people stuck around for the wrestling show, which is good to see because it's a Sunday night and you never know. You have people getting home for families and school the next day and work and all that. But a lot of people stuck around. Yeah, definitely more than half of that crowd. It was, yeah. uh, and they had, a, it seemed like everybody had a great time too, which is uh, really a breath of fresh air. It was just fun. It was just a fun time. And yeah, the like, Steve Ramsey aspect of it was really cool too because he like flew in as a surprise to I think the entire like EWA crew or at least most of them so uh, I think that was probably a really cool moment and uh, yeah definitely shout out to the ring crew a lot of Limitless Dojo students in the mix there Uh, Jason Maverick Colin Bryce yeah uh, Levi was there as well Lee Miller kind of the head was the head honcho of that whole operation and it was just it was kind of chaotic to watch it all go but it really came together very quickly so uh kudos to them and uh just a really good time all around a uh, good way to spend a sunday and then uh lee got his moment running the ropes uh to test him out for the crowd that was great <laughs> yes, huh? he did god damn it that was like uh that was like you know when they do sound checks right before the band's supposed to come on and and people start cheering for him that was his moment like that you know yeah yeah uh, they were they were starting to come up too. He didn't give them too much. Let him <laughs> no. think about it. You got you gotta save that for next year in the series. Yes, yeah, he's gonna work his way there, brother. That's right. Yeah, so we had uh, yeah a lot of limitless alums. Yeah, Sky Tuhati, uh, Dirty Dango on the show, uh, defeating Enzo and Mo Jabari, another limitless wrestling alumni. Of course, Ace MSP and Bobby Ocean defeating uh, Doctor Heresy, Adam Booker. We know him, Thomas Santel and Brian Black. Then uh, with of course the evil Doctor Everett Payne. Tony Atlas and Cousin Larry defeating B.A. Tatum. Of course, remember him, Blade Bandit. And then uh, J.T. Dunn, old uh, Limitless Pro, uh, defeating Teddy Goods in the opener, Jesse Nolan on the show. Yeah, this was a, it was just kind of a, a fun hour and 15 minutes uh, show, and it was just a little bit of everything. And yeah, it was a good time. And I didn't realize this till uh, Mike Labby, of course, he was in the house, uh, said it was the first non-WWE event in the, in the arena, the uh, former Cumberland County Civic Center, since a 2009 TNA house show. Can you believe that? Wow, yeah, that, and I think that's the only time TNA ever came to Maine, too. Yeah, crazy. It's just such a weird, like, the thing about TNA, like, you find that on that, that card and cage match. It's just so random, TNA coming to, to Portland. Coming to Maine and all but Portland is just 
So it random. felt random at the time, I recall. Like it just was bizarre. Uh, that yeah. was that was the choice and it was the time frame. Very strange. But they Very were trying strange. to hit the road. That's right. That's right. And uh yeah, so of course we have so let's wrestle coming up. We talked about uh reasonable doubt. We talked about our uh, fun time, the main mariners game. And of course, uh, we have Mojo at the Dojo that is wrapping up shortly, correct? Yeah, this Saturday is actually the finale for this batch. So um, you'll be seeing a couple different matches. Jason Maverick versus Big Cat, a Haas fight there. That one's for you, Josh. Yes. Um, this one was made from a, a skirmish last week. Samuel Radcliffe and Lex Lozano, actually classmates at the Bell Time Club. They're going to duke it out on the finale. Uh, definitely check it out, 11 a.m. Saturday morning on YouTube.com slash Limitless Wrestling or IWTV. That's right. And check, uh, obviously, more Limitless Rex- yeah, Wrestling out at uh, PMC Channel 5 in the Greater Portland, Westbrook area, if you're in the area, 8.30 p.m. on Fridays. Recent action will be on that show, as uh, Randy mentioned last week. Of course, IWTV, where you can watch all the past Mojo the Dojo episodes, or you can watch them on YouTube free or on Facebook, the uh, the Limitless Dojo uh, Facebook uh, page, if I remember right. Pluto TV, of course, for the first two seasons of The Road. And I think that's about it before we get to the year-end award winners, correct? Yeah, you got it. All right, so we'll kick this to, again, LW Main on Twitter, Limitless Wrestling on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube. Let's Wrestle 207 on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Randy underscore Carver, LW on Twitter. Josh Nason on Twitter, LimitlessWrestling.com for all your ticket and merchandise needs for both Let's Wrestle and Limitless Wrestling. And let's kick it to our conversation that happened a couple weeks ago about the 2022 year-end award winners and who voted for who, what the percentages were, all that fun stuff as well. It's a good conversation, so we'll kick it to that. But for Randy Carver, I'm Josh Nason. Until next time, be limitless. Let's look at these awards, Randy. So the two, it is time for the announcement of the 2022 winners of the Limitless Wrestling Year End Awards. And we talked about the categories last week. Fans could vote on them at LimitlessWrestling.com. And we have the winners, Randy. Would you like me to uh, read off the uh, read off the the category? And the, the uh, nominees, and then you you roll the winner. Is that what you want to do? Because I was I don't have the winners. I have no idea. Definitely, uh, let's do it like that. I'll probably give uh, I'll give the top three in terms of votes. And uh, we had we had a couple categories that literally came down to like the final five voting sheets. So interesting. Uh, some of these were extremely tight. Um, I, I think some of the closest categories we've ever seen for the year end awards. And uh, I also have some fun facts to throw in from our friend Michael Labby who tracks us every year. So uh, yeah, definitely let's roll with it. I love it. All right, well, let's start right from, uh, I want to build up to wrestler of the year. So let's start with show of the year. If we can too hot to handle from February, 2022, all these are from 2022. Of course, the thrill of it from March acting up from May, the vacation land cup in August chasing forever in September and dirty laundry in December. And the winner was, the 2022 Vacation Land Cup taking it home this year. 32% of the vote on this one. Wow. Okay. Uh, second place, uh, not too far behind it, 25% of the vote with Dirty Laundry, uh, the last event of the year. And then uh, coming in third, a distant third, acting up 13% of the vote. So uh, a commanding win there for the Vacation Land Cup show of the year. And, uh, I mean, I don't blame anybody. Max Caster in the house uh, for that one, reuniting with the Shook crew against the Circus Ninjas. Uh, some awesome Vacation Land Cup action. That was the triple threat. Of course, Prestigious exploding. Romero and Bison uh, in the final two of the cup. 
to decide it. Uh, a lot of cool moments on that show. Interesting. Would not was not my choice. I voted for acting up from May. So. I, I love that one. I kind of thought after we talked about it with the original categories, that was going to be your choice. But um, yeah, yeah, I don't know. This, this one broke down. I was kind of surprised, but because it was pretty even at first. And then it was just a commanding like blow away for the Vacation Land Cup as uh, as the votes kept coming in. I think people are sleeping on that that Price Dorado match. Watch it again. It's good. It's really good. And uh, the show opened up with uh, B versus Jake something. That was good. Shook Crew Prestigious. Uh, yeah, this is, uh, that was a good show. But yeah, the, so VLC winning at the end of the day. And let's move on to the most hated. Obviously a great category. Andy Brown, Ava, Charles Mason, Dirty Dango, and Mac Daniels. And the winner is... It was indeed the main attraction, Mac Daniels. Even more of a commanding win here, actually. 35% of the vote for the outlier. Ava Everett, not too far behind. 23% of the vote for her. And then Dirty Dango, third place with 16% of the vote. Mac Daniels uh, doing justice by his former running buddy, John Alba, who took home that award last year and uh, made sure that it was a category this year, for damn sure. Mm. I'm surprised Mac won this, considering he doesn't wrestle. <laughs> That's probably why he won it. <laughs> you do the uh, the MJF thing these days. My vote, my vote here was uh, Dirty Dango. I mean, look, we all love the MSP, right? You're you're friends with these guys, and Dango just turning on him like that, trying to disrespect him, bring in Harry Smith. I mean, come on, this guy to me easily the most hated. But but I digress. Your most hated for 2022, aka the John Alba Award, is Mac Daniels. How fitting, right? I don't even know if we can call it the John Alba Award any that he he got a lot of votes for uh, another category we'll talk about in a minute. So all right, I don't know. Well, it, that category is not Breakout Star because the, the nominees for Breakout Star from 2022 are Aaron Rourke, Andy Brown, BRG, Des Cole to Big Bufa, and Mac Daniels. And the winner is. It went to the big Bufa, Desmond yes. Cole, taking this one home. 31%, a lot of votes for Des. Uh, second place, uh, over 10% behind, was actually the main attraction, Mac Daniels. I was really? shocked at this one. 19.5% for Mac, and then literally uh, a vote behind Mac Daniels was BRG at 19%. Interesting, huh? Yeah, I mean, this was, if you're not voting for Des, I don't know what you're doing. I mean, he had such a great year last year. It's huge. But yeah, right guy won to me. Breakout star is Desmond Cole. And looks like maybe he'll be shooting for a, a much uh, higher award coming up in 2023. We'll have to see. It's a good chance I to do I feel like that. breakout star, uh, it's definitely one of those awards that's kind of, uh, I don't know, it kind of tells a story about where you may go in your next year or two in Limitless Wrestling. Because I, I looking back, 2016, Anthony Green takes home that award. He ends up having uh, like an insane two-year run, I would say, in Limitless Wrestling from that point. Christian Casanova taking it home two years later in 2018. Last year, Becca taking it home as well. Mm -hmm. So uh, I don't know. It, it just it feels like one of those awards that is uh, it's pretty telling on uh, maybe what your next year is going to be and what you're going to do in the grand scheme of professional wrestling. Yeah, I think uh, I think Andy Brown probably could have given him a run for his money if he had been around more often. You know, we missed I that agree. one show to COVID or maybe early in the year, but that's just kind of how it is. And yeah, I mean, who, who knows? BRG picks up the win in that over Andy Brown in that last match. Maybe that changes some things there, and we'll see what's next for him. And Aaron Rourke, I mean, don't sleep on Aaron Rourke. He's a guy that is, obviously has been in 
been with Art for a while, but they've been kind of having their issues and so on. But, you know, he gets on a nice singles run or starts kind of showing out like he did during the last part of the year in, in that uh, that last Art match. You know, I think he could have I, – I think what I'm trying to say here is these are these are five guys who could really be a foundation in like 2023, 2024. You know what I mean? Definitely. Moment of the year. We have the nominees. Sky Too Hotties, long awaited return to Maine in February. Prestigious kicking out Channing Thomas, that happening in April. Dirty Dango betraying MSP, as I just mentioned, that happening in July. John Alba's mental health speech in August. That was John's farewell. We've talked about that. Of course, uh, Mac Daniels probably earning the most hated by his attack on John Alba after that. Ace Romero winning the Limitless Wrestling World Championship for the first time in September. And then Des Cold shocks Channing Thomas, and he has the quickest win in Limitless Wrestling history in October. Of course, that leading to the return of Sydney Bacabella. And the winner is? Another tight race on this one. Uh, number one, number two, separated by less than 20 votes. But taking it home was John Alba's mental health speech wow, at the Vacation right. Land Cup. Uh, Ace Romero winning the championship, coming in second with 23% of the vote. And then in third, a bit of a distant third, but Dango uh, turning his back on MSP with 14%. But Alba, 26% of the vote, taking it home. Uh, I really think that was something that resonated with a lot of people. And uh, even the moment happening afterwards, which I think just adds into the entire thing, Mac Daniels laying him out, leaving John Alba to uh, to rot, essentially, in the ring afterwards. And uh, just, just quite a moment, I think, uh, in, in general, that, I don't think we ever expected John Alba to be getting a standing ovation at the beginning of last year. And then, uh, I don't know. It was, it was cool. And you can, if you haven't seen that, uh, I think all of these moments individually are actually available on the YouTube page, but that one's uh, worth your while to go out of your way and check out. I actually voted for the sky too hot to return. I thought that was cool. And I think the fact it was in February, so much has happened between February and December. I think that probably, I was surprised not to have that finish, like at least second or third. I figured John was going to win, but I figured at least second, or, I mean, to have that not be third, I mean, Sky Too Hot, he came back to Maine in, in a fucking limitless wrestling That was pretty cool, you know? I don't know. I, that, yeah, that's I, just mean, me. I, I thought so too, but I, like you said, I think a lot of things happened this year, so it's really, it's really going to be what strikes you the most in a situation like that. You got it. All right, the top three. Match of the year. Alec Price versus J.D. Drake from Limitless in July, that being the uh, Worcester show, or sorry, January. Mike Bailey versus Jonah, as from a March is the thrill of it. Anthony Green versus Channing Thomas from April's Hard, Not to Act Reckless. Alec Price versus Beef from July's Crunch Time. Channing Thomas versus Mac Daniels versus BRG from August 2002 Vacation Land Cup. And finally, from December's Dirty Laundry, Becca taking on the debuting Kylie Ray. All good candidates here. Randy, the winner is who? I do want to shout out a couple matches because uh, this was one of the toughest categories, I believe, to really break it down to a few options. So uh, a lot of people were hoping to see workhorsemen above the rest on this list. Uh, I also, after the Worcester show had concluded, a lot of people wanted to see Blackwood Henry up there as well. Uh, winner of this, however, Mike Bailey, Jonah, 23% of the vote. That's your match of the year in wow. 2022. Uh, about a 5% win over Alec Price, J.D. Drake from Worcester. And then coming in right behind that at 16% was Channing Thomas, Mac Daniels, BRG from the Vacation Land Cup. And from there, 
Uh, it was really tight from three to six on this list, but uh, Channing Mac BRG edging it out by 1% over Alec and beef. Mm, interesting stuff. So yeah, I had uh, in this, I had Alec versus JD Drake as my match of the year from this list because my match of the year isn't even on this list. And you know what, when it's going to be revealed, it is going to be revealed, Randy, on limitlesswrestling.com slash news in the in the coming week. I went through the entire se- uh, the entire season, the entire year of Limitless Wrestling, and I had my I had my top 10 matches, and I also have my alternates. I have 20 matches listed here, Randy. My top 10, and then my uh my 11 through 20 that I'm gonna put on limitlesswrestling.com in like the next uh, the next week or so. I want the fans to see uh, see what I was thinking about some of these matches and who I'm my match very intrigued by that. I'm going to have to check it out. I, I would hope so. I would hope so. I will tell you that Al Price is involved in my match of the year. Okay. I mean, I would say that doesn't really break it down, but people, <laughs> people can do the math here. People can do the math. He wasn't on this list and it involved Alec Price. Yep. And it, 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 it happened in Yarmouth. Okay. There we go. Yeah. On, on a day that ends in Y. That does not narrow it down. Okay, but. very good. You're seeing that over the next week or so. Again, my uh, my top matches and my alternate top matches. Other ones you should check out if you have not seen seen them or need to watch them again. Uh, let's go to tag team of the year. Tons of these tag teams are on my my favorite matches of the year. Randy, we have Art, of course, and some of these are you know trios acts uh, like this one. Ava, Aaron Rourke, and Ricky Smokes is obviously they were in a variety of tag team matches. We had the main event, of course. We haven't seen those guys in a while. Ringleader Midas and Jay Lyon, MSP made up of DK, Danger Kid, and Aiden Agro. The Shook crew, who really came on strong when upon their return. They didn't screw around. Bobby Orlando, Bryce Donovan, pick up some big wins. And then the always consistent Work Horsemen. You were just talking about them. Anthony Henry and J.D. Drake, obviously individual action, but doing their thing in singles competition. That uh, that big uh, match against above the rest that was talked about so much. And Randy, who was the winner? So I believe this is the closest vote that we've ever had. Uh, this one came down to two votes. And it was MSP Mm. taking home tag team of the year, 25% of the vote, uh, a two vote victory over the work horsemen with 24% of the vote. And then the shook crew, not far behind in third place, 20% of the vote. So uh, a very close race here. Shook crew really uh, tried to make a campaign at the end with a lot of votes coming in late, but MSP taking it home. Interesting. Yeah. The, I voted for the shook crew. This year, I think, or maybe it was him. I think I voted for Shukra. I was really, it's one of those things. It probably was just because MSP seems to always win this category. Obviously, they're, you know, to arguably the most popular team and, and so on. And it's some fun and, and great matches. But yeah, the Shukra, I just was really impressed. They came back in and really just kind of caught fire, you know, and the fans are really into them. They had that, uh, the main event, main event against the Workhorsemen, and they were just fun and consistent. And I thought they were, uh, I thought they were really entertained. But obviously, MSP is a, is a great pick as well. And, yeah, I'm excited. Like I said, I'm excited to see the, the main event come back into action. I know that Waves and Curls could have been on this list, but they're going to be out for quite some time because um, is it Brandon or Jalen that has the injury? Jalen, what I'm trying It's Trayvon this time. Trayvon, uh, sorry. Okay. Jalen got hurt during the road. Um, I, I think he was gone for a majority of uh, season two, season three. But uh, yeah, Trayvon, unfortunately, out with an injury right now. It's going to force Jalen into singles action for the time being. But uh, wishing Trayvon the best and really can't wait to get waves and curls back. Mm. And hopefully, Randy, we talk about this tag team category next year. We'll perhaps match of the year. We'll be talking about you know something involved the wrestle prom. You know what I mean? <laughs> Got to get it in. 
<laughs> Got to get it in. That's what she said. Anyway, let's go to the wrestler of the year. Really good candidates. This is a the sign of a really great year. All when you have tough times picking between categories, it's it's definitely a sign of a great year. There's no obvious choices. Wrestler of the year, of course, Ace Romero, the current Limitless Wrestling World Champion, former Limitless Wrestling World Champion, who spent most of the year as the title holder, Alec Price, former two-time champion Anthony Green, Becca Beef, the very popular Beef, and of course the very popular Ripper, Rip Bison. This is a, a interesting, good category, good uh, good group here. And Randy, let's hear the winner was for wrestler of the year for 2022 in Limitless Wrestling. So for the second straight year, and it's only the second time this has ever happened, Alec Price, wrestler of the year 2022 yes. for Limitless Wrestling, 35% of the vote. Mm -hmm. uh, coming in second, Ace Romero with 19% of the vote. And then third place, Beef, 16% of the vote. So Alec uh, nearly doubled on uh on who's behind him there but uh taking home wrestler of the year second straight time uh anthony green is the only other wrestler to do that in the 2018 2019 votes but uh i mean how could you deny alec price after a year like that uh, despite it being just january to september uh i think match after match show after show um whoever he was in there with it was a memorable moment a memorable match and uh alec price really did a lot last year in limitless wrestling yeah, I mean, how do you, yeah, you can't deny him. He spent almost nine months as champion and did so in a way that was uh, yeah, the overused phrase, banger after banger. But you didn't see too many, uh, let's say, dull Alec Price matches when it came to Limitless or, or ones that are bad, you know, and everyone has an off night. But there wasn't too many, if any, that you walked away being like, uh, he didn't give it his all and, and get out there and love him or hate him. This was, this is, uh, this is one of my favorite Limitless world title runs. It was great. Um, you know, the, 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 the series with Ace Romero that really dated back to the days of the road. You had the, again, the, the matches with, with AG in the past. You, I mean, the guys that came in, Brian Keith came in and couldn't beat him. You had Lindsay Dorado come in and couldn't beat him. Becca stepped up, couldn't beat him. And then finally, the only story of Ace Romero winning the VLC and finally taking him down to, uh, to put a stamp on their rivalry, at least, at least for now. This was, but this, you look at, at this run with Alec, you, you tend to forget. Again, because we such recency bias, the matches he had the, at the first part of the year. Again, the, the JD Drake match, I'm sure a lot of people just forgot about because it happened so so long ago. But he he's really good. <laughs> no spoiler, he's really, really good. And the fact he's able to to do this and 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 really kind of upped his game, upped his stock across the board. People are sawing it. He's getting his opportunities to other places. It's uh I, I think years from now we're gonna look at this run and be very, very fortunate, very lucky we got to see him for as long as we did.